DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What is going on, Draft Heads? Welcome back to the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I'll be your host here today. The Key Pass Collective, as a reminder, of course, this is your audio companion to the Draft Society website. If you've not been to the Draft Society, get your life in order, please. But really, uh, let's help you dominate this fantasy game. Um, we've got everything you need for Premier League Draft Fantasy. We've got ranking stats, articles. Um, plus, if you're willing, we've got some insider benefits as well. So check those out. Player projections, weekly rest of season rankings, a fixture difficulty tracker, set piece taker tracker, personalized confidential trade advice, ghost point tracker, so much more. It's all there on the draftsociety.com. Plus, as I always say, you're helping an independent fantasy football site. We went out of a limb making this site. Um, it's been successful beyond our wildest dreams. Thanks to this community. We love you. Um, but yeah, we, we really put our heart and soul into it. So if you have a second, check it out, even just for the free stuff. Um, it's it's going to help you win. It really will. And we, tr- we truly believe that. So thanks so much for the support um, and check it out continued as well. All right. So today we are going to um, we're going to talk a little bit about wolves because I think they're going to be in the news here in the next day or two, um, especially with some of the events that have just happened recently. Uh, We're also going to jump into the last straw. It's been a while since we've had the last straw segment, so we're going to do that. Plus, we'll do a little bit of prep for game week nine, just in terms of your streamers and potentially guys to maybe even consider benching this week. But first, let's go ahead and welcome in some fine gentlemen, the first of which I believe, Benji, is it your birthday today? No comment. And you decided to spend it with us? Birthdays are a construct, my man. I agree. So it is, on- it is pretty pathetic. Well, I'm I'm actually uh, ill today, quote unquote. I have a cold. Nice. And my daughter does too, so she's home from school. So the two of us are just being sad sack losers at home today. So happy <laughs> birthday to me. Well, hey, thanks for joining us anyway, uh, even if you are sick. Sorry to hear it, man. I can't think of a collection of weirdos I'd rather spend time with on my birthday. It's- so let's let's be real here. I like these guys, too. Um, the other weirdos uh, that we're speaking of would be uh, Toddy and Ryan. So what I want to do is, real quick, just as a way to introduce you guys, quote-unquote, um, give me your top takeaway from the midweek games this week. There's been quite a few of them. Toddy, you want to kick us off? Um, you mean the the Champions League games well, that have just yes. gone? Yeah, unless you want to mention any other midweek games that might have happened uh, in the championship or... Uh, any lower leagues that uh, have a bearing on our draft fantasy game? Uh, not, not, not that have a bearing. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I think the num- number one um, is um, is is the freshest info is that Yulan Lopetegui has been sacked by Sevilla Ooh. and looks likely to come in at Wolves. I like it. Nice job. All right, and also good to hear you, Toddy. Thanks for being with us. You're the best. Yes, I am. 
has your schedule calmed down any since we talked to you last week? It is. It unfortunately, it looks like um, <laughs> looks like it will calm down considerably um, next season. No, uh, as as um, as it it looks like the uh, swimming pool is not able to um, cover the fifteen time uh, amount of money that we have to spend on uh, heating next year oh. and the and the eight times we have to spend on um, electricity so it looks like it it everything points to to um, it folding for next year oh so, brutal man I'm so sorry to hear that so more time for fantasy I guess <laughs> <laughs> there's the attitude we're looking for um no oh no man I'm, I'm actually sorry to hear that buddy but um yeah i mean hey we're here for you if you ever want to bitch to us yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> right any takeaways from the midweek games yeah i watched that um that burnley stoke game and it was <laughs> pretty pretty riveting okay um, all right yeah i missed connor roberts and uh josh brownhill um no no you joke but- you joke but there's a potential that dice is uh, fantasy relevant for us here coming up soon. I know uh, rumors to to Forest, <laughs> right? I mean, I, yeah, they yeah. they could use some organization. Please, God, no! Genie will no. kill himself. <laughs> yeah, well, if Mount scores a goal, he's he's going to do that anyway. So <laughs> now the um, there were some injuries to to flag from uh, particularly from the the Chelsea game. Um, Fofana went down. Looks uh, really bad. So I already dropped. I would him. assume Aspie or uh, Chalaba is uh, coming in. Chalaba came in during the game. Uh, I'm not sure if Aspie is going to be going versus Wolves, but something to uh, something to monitor. And I think the Holland injury rumors are, are false, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think they are too. I, I think, but um, but yeah, something to check out. At least just keep an eye on. Benji, did you watch any of the Champions League matches? No, I definitely moaned a bit when I found out about Fofana since we I've sat on that player on Same. my roster for weeks and weeks thinking it's going to happen and, or minimally I can have one good week and then try to trade him or something. But uh, my co-manager, uh, who may be known to you both, um, <laughs> thinks, he, thinks we should keep him. And I'm like, for what? Like, if it's an MCL, I don't care. He's still going to be out for six weeks. There's no way I'm going to let that take up room on our roster. So he's definitely going to be dropped. That's he left on sad, crutches. Yeah. Uh, ACL fears minimally in MCL. I, I, so come on. What, what are we doing I, here? I, yeah. I dropped him. Uh, listeners, you can make your own choice and, or wait for the news. But I think that if you drop sooner than later, uh, there's going to be more on the on the waiver wire for you to pick up. So I dropped him for Mikalenko and was fine with it, unfortunately. So. Other than that, I saw that uh, crazy man Rabio scored a couple goals, which is like, hmm, interesting. Always but good to see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the beatdown at the hands of Borussia Dortmund just cemented what everybody knew was going to happen anyway, which is uh, yeah. Lopetegui. Right, right. So, let's, yeah, that's a great, there, that's there a was, perfect segue. There was a, before we go on the segue tour. <laughs> uh, well, it was a perfect segue. <laughs> yes. Fuck, here we go. No, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, I, I was just, I was just going to mention, um, not directly um, through, through the information 
by watching watching games but uh pep said uh in the post match that uh, walker will be out for a while oh okay so that's a good one to know too yeah sergio gomez uh here he comes yeah hopefully hopefully hmm i assume he's picked up in all my leagues but people should look right <laughs> Unless he decides to play Ake at left back, which he's done before and hasn't worked out particularly well, but he does love him some Ake. Yep. Hmm. I think All right. Ake's looked pretty good in that role. Yeah, he's, he looked amazing in the weekend, but not a left back if we can help it. Yeah, but he has both both left uh, both uh, first choice centre backs available, so Ake yeah. is free free to free to slot out on out we'll see it's it we have to assume it would be gomez so i'm sure he's going to be grabbed immediately all right if you're picking up one who are you picking up between gomez and ake yeah oh gomez i mean dude takes corner kicks he's he whips crosses in he's he looks the real deal as a kind of a the new zinchenko role if you will i mean if i want a definite starter then i'm i'm I'd much rather Ake, but um, but why would I want a definite starter when I can get a high upside, um, exciting uh, possible starter in Gomez? The lack of clean sheets, clean sheets sucks, but they haven't exactly had many this year. So true. Which should maybe scare you off of Ake. Yeah. Either that, or it's just he doesn't get the upside that you'd be hoping for anyway, and might as well just roll out Gomez. Yeah. Reminds me okay. of exactly what the Zinchenko year. Remember, he came in, was immediately classified as a midfielder, and then we had to wait a full year for him to be for fan tracks to realize, nope, he's right. actually a defender. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's. I'm glad we noted that. Actually, that's that's very worthwhile. Um, all right, let's move on to Wolves. <laughs> so we uh, we got the news that uh, Bruno Lage is officially out. Um, to mixed reviews by you know, several people, one of them being Daniel Podence, who uh, basically said that part of this is on the players. Uh, and he he definitely accepted some fault. And he said that the players didn't play up to um, their capabilities, which I think everyone with eyes saw. But um, that's unfortunately the players don't get the sack when uh, when they're underperforming. It's the manager who does. So as Toddy mentioned, uh, Lopetegui is the one who is favored to come in. And I want to just quick talk about him and his tactics because I think maybe it'll help people to, I don't know, conceptualize the way that this team might set up and um, his, you know, the the way that he favors in terms of his attack, uh, the defense, not as much, but like certainly the attack we want to we want to talk about. Mo- most importantly, I think it's probably the fact that he does utilize his fullbacks in an attacking role, which I know a lot of people have given up on. I Nori people have given up on tomato. Nope potentially even Johnny. Um, I don't know who exactly it's going to be, but um, they they run a system that's a 4-3-3, but when they when they move into attack, it kind of turns into a 3-4-3 with the defensive mid kind of drops in between the two fullbacks. Uh, and then that allows the, or sorry, between the center backs, and that allows the fullbacks to, to run and, and go ahead and join the attack. So um, yeah, there, and the interesting thing about his system is the wingers pretty much stay wide, whereas the full the the fullbacks sort of act as like inverted forwards, where they sort of will cut in sometimes on on whatever you know their favored foot is. Sometimes crossing, and then sometimes just making a run kind of in towards the box. So 
I personally am excited about the potential with with these fullbacks um, and potentially having them back, if you will. Uh, but I don't know if you guys know much else about his tactics or about, um, you know, just generally Lopetegui's kind of uh, management style that might uh, play into fantasy. Well, I will say that he was the uh, he was the first manager um, that gave Ruben Neves his start at uh, at Porto, I believe. So nice. I assume he's going to continue the heavy reliance on on Neves in the midfield, and we'll see if he can convince him to to stay after this season. Um, yeah, his I've I've watched Sevilla a bit uh, in La Liga. They they had a great they had a great run. Uh, when he first came in, um, I think losing uh, their two starting center halves over the summer, Diego Carlos de Villa and then Jules Kounde to to Barca, uh, really crippled them um, before the season. And and Monchi wasn't able to to really get any decent um, um, reserves to to come in and replace them. So I think he was screwed uh, from Jump Street. Um, but you know he's he's done pretty well at uh, at Porto and then. Spanish national team. He had uh, he left early, of course, for Real Madrid and pissed a yeah. lot of people off. And then, <laughs> like every everybody at Real Madrid, other than Carlo Ancelotti, you know, got uh, decapitated pretty early. But right. uh, yeah, he's a he's a great manager, and he was uh, supposed to take over um, coming from Porto um, before the national team uh, gave him the nod. So he has an interest in Wolves and uh, knows a bit about the the club and the uh, uh, I think the ownership uh, structure. So. Speaks Portuguese, which is a, a prerequisite. Um, <laughs> so I think he's got all the tools to to be a success. But I was also excited about Lodge. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they Let's lost. Uh, he, he lost Luke de Jong too, didn't he? From last year. Mm-hmm. So that was another one of those exits that probably hurt their chances this year. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. It's like a he's coming full circle. He's going back to Portugal, which is, which is cool. You know, and we'll see how he does. It's like, can, which, can, which, uh, which Lopetegui is, he's been this kind of, uh, much touted, a lot of hype. And then it, um, you know, from the Porto days and then it was fully realized with the Europa league win, but I, can you hold anything against him for the Spain national team and Real Madrid, which was a two month disaster? Like, it doesn't seem like those really count. So he seems like he's a pretty good manager. I mean, yeah, to your point, Joe, it's like if you've got those fullbacks and you kept them, which Ryan, uh, despite what he might uh, lead you to believe, he did uh, give up on uh, Aitnori temporarily, <laughs> but he he ungave up on him the following week. So nice. credit, to, okay. credit to Ryan. Credit to Ryan. I was, he, I was gonna say he's he's on my roster. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> he was dropped dropped ever so gently and then picked up and you like pet him and you're like I'm sorry I didn't mean I it. Never I never truly <laughs> gave up on him. I always came back. No, that was just one of those things where you like pretend to drop a baby, but then you don't, and then they laugh. You know, <laughs> you're like, "Whoa, whoa!" And then the baby uh, laughs, yeah. so, but you don't actually drop them. That's that's a faux pas. Bingo. So, I, I in our notes we've <laughs> you, got this, you know this, you know about babies, Joe. I, I do. I know all about babies. Being the the storied father that I am of, of one of one dog. <laughs> I think I think the don't drop them thing is it it, it, it will catch on. <laughs> This is a great test as to whether or not Joe's <laughs> wife listens to this pod because she's going to be like, "There's a baby, huh? Interesting. <laughs> Where is it now?" 
Is that, the notes on your ball distributing mid, like, is that going to be good for Nunes and Moutinho? Like, who are we thinking is going to going to benefit from this other than the fullbacks? Yeah, I I think Ryan sort of keyed into the fact that I, I really think that um, I yeah I don't know I I think Nunes probably is going to be dependent upon quite a bit to to move the ball around like the, the so what what Benji's referring to is the fact that um, they they rely heavily on on a midfielder to sort of because the it, the whole offense is really predicated on on building from the back as as many are nowadays right but. Um, yeah, I mean, you have basically a double pivot where um, as this as this defensive mid is sort of like shifting back into the defense, um, you have the the other midfielder who basically is playing as like a glorified eight, essentially. And he's the one who is really picking out passes, maybe sending them long to the striker who does a lot of hold up play in this system um, or they are sending it out to the wings, depending on whether it's going to be. Uh, the fullbacks or up to the wingers to to kind of create some more space. So yeah, I, I see that being uh, Nunes personally, in, in in my opinion, and I think that means that his value can only go up because I mean it'd be hard for it not to. And, and presumably Nevesh will be the one who drops back as that CDM playing uh, center back. Is that that's, what we're thinking? Will that's happen? my thought. But I mean, he just he yeah. just he just <laughs> attempted to play uh, center half this weekend, and it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what what, and then what you do you think? Maybe Costa is the new Luke Dion because it looks like you know Lopetegui's been attempted false nines at times in his career, including uh, life after Luke Dion. Does does Costa get that opportunity, or are they just going to keep trying Gedesh? Like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's the million dollar question. I I assume he. Tr- it is the million dollar question. Um, if Neto was fit. You might have a a better uh, argument to to try Gedesh or or even Potence as a as a false nine. Yeah. Um, but given that it's not, I I assume you want to have your he's going to want to start with his best players on the pitch. So um, leaves room for for Gedesh and and Potence on the on the flanks with with Costa as the the target man. So I thought and I thought Costa looked good that I test. He looked good this weekend. Yeah, it was rusty. He should have put away that uh, for sure, for sure. That Adama cross, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, given that he's been, um, you know, in cotton balls for the last two years, I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, he looked very Costa-ish to me out there, which is promising if you're a Wolves fan. And going back to the bridge as well, the shit hazard. I mean, he's got to be pretty pumped for that one. <laughs> With you're a right. freshly freshly injured uh, center back in the Chelsea side, so yeah, interesting. So we've got Neto out for a while, and and so our, our I think the front three is the thing that's really confounding people because a lot of people picked up Adama over the weekend, or sorry, at, at, on the waiver run this Tuesday, um, or early in the week whenever your waivers run. Uh, if you didn't, it's worth doing it right now. Just if he's out there, just grab him just in case because yeah, absolutely, know, it's Adama Traore. Like just do it. You yeah, remember he's going what for big bucks in most leagues? Yeah, yeah. You remember what he was like? Just just do it. Um, but. The real question is like, what happens to Gedesh? Mm-hmm. I'd I'd be very surprised if he was benched. I mean, right? You haven't Especially seen him yet, but he's he's a great player. Um, and yeah, I mean, Lopetegui is going to know him from uh, from his days at Valencia, uh, playing against him and, and how good he is. So he'll he'll be on the pitch 
in some fashion. I struggle to believe that Costa is a starter. I think he's an impact sub at best. I well, I think that I think that Ryan's point. I think that injury to Neto really changes a lot. And I mean, who knows? I, maybe he goes with a different formation where he doesn't have to have those three, uh, the two wings. But they need two wings and a somebody else. That's it's a false nine or it's a striker, and that's they don't have many options. There's no Jimenez. Like Jimenez is hurt, right? Is that still the case? Well, you've got Triori opponents. Why wouldn't you play them? Oh, that's true. I guess you could do that. And then run Gadash as the false nine. Right. That could be. Especially as Costa's, what we have to assume, uh, is not quite match fit yet. Or sharp, certainly. Sharp enough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, Gadash has played as a left winger, though. I mean, considerable amount. So I, Yeah, I think he did his first couple appearances for Wolves, right, didn't he? Right. It's it's a tough one, honestly, guys. I I'm trying to figure out. I already sorted my fan tracks leagues by Wolverhampton players and just tried to see who was out there and like who was able available to pick up. And it's it's tough because you know you don't want to pick up too many of them and then have two or three busts. But um, certainly, guys like Adama need to be rostered. Uh, even guys like Costa need to be rostered just just in case at this point. Well, isn't it hard to imagine Lopetegui will be announced before the weekend? Do you think it moved that quickly? No, you could probably wait, but people are going to pounce on him now. You know they are. No, I mean, like in terms of thinking, assuming that Traore is going to start over the weekend is, I, I don't know how confident I would be in that. I'm not very. Yeah. So I think the the caretaker management um, will probably go with with Costa up top with uh, Gedesh and and Potence in the flanks. That would be my guess as well. But- but then again, I think the only issue with with going with Costa up top is is if you get him injured again or him out again, <laughs> then, then you have no absolutely no like proper forwards. Mm. Maybe maybe just trying to run it safe with with a player less suited for the role but more fit. Uh, and then get get silver or, or um, uh, what's his name on whenever um, there is a problem. Uh, Are I we talking know. about him? Is what's, na- is what's his name supposed to be Diego Costa? Who yeah, Diego Costa. Oh, yeah, Diego Costa. Costa. <laughs> I'm I'm still go. I'm still in Fabio Silverland. Oh, um, okay. If only. Yeah, he's Move actually on, playing man. well. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. We all took a bath on that. It wasn't good. No, but have you seen him recently? He's killing it. He's he's really playing well. Picked up a knock last game, but yeah, doing I well. Love that you're following him, Ryan. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going <laughs> back to the baby. I think I'm going to go back the other direction. I have a, I it probably is. Uh, Traore comes in for the Neto, and they they keep Custer coming off the bench. I bet that does happen. I bet that does happen. Just yeah, a repeat the, the, of last weekend. They just but they slot in um, Traore for Neto. Yep, yep, that's that's my guess as well. So who's losing out? Potence? No, they would. No, it would no, be no. Potence, Traore, and uh, Gedesh. And, Gedesh. and then Costa. Oh, so Costa's losing out. Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Costa comes on for Gedesh, which is exactly have what a, they did last weekend. Yeah. Have a quick uh, Adama-related lineup question that I'm uh, toying with at the moment. Please, um, Adama or Danny Welbeck this weekend? Ooh. Well, Welbs against the very porous Spurs defense at home. <laughs> Deserby ball. 
Uh, I would say Welbeck. Adama v. Skamaka. Skamaka. Ooh. Oh, I don't know about that one. But are you sure that Skamaka starts even with I think the form's coming. He, he's, looked, he's looked really good. The form's coming. He has. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. At but home it's to Moise, Fulham. Decent matchup. A probably Mitrovic, Mitrovic-less Fulham, for what that's worth. Yeah. FF Scout has Skamaka in, in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, they, they got their first win in a while, and he scored a world, not a worldy, but a, a, a yeah, very really good nice goal. goal. Yeah, so yeah. I can't imagine that uh, he would lose a spot after after that, at least for now. But yeah, and then my other my other forwards, Jesus. So like that's what that's oh, my three I have right now with Adama on the bench. So I'm like I'm trying to get trying to get rid of folks to to make up some room because I got like six forwards right now. This is Sophie's choice. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go um, Skamaka, Jesus, and um, Adama over the over Adama over Welbs. Yeah. Interesting. I can see it. That's a really close one for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we'll we'll see if I even get uh have to make that uh yeah, you'll, choice. Yeah. It it will be Adam Adama going first, so Yeah, you, exactly. Um yeah, I think I think it's more uh, with with Traore it's more of a mental thing like like if you if you're not starting well back and he scores goals against Spurs, then you'll just be like, yeah, I should have started him. Whereas if Ad- Adama goes off, Adama I'll throw like, myself off a bridge. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And if he score, if he gets you two points, then you you'll just say you'll just say, yeah, he's gone, he's gone, he's. But that's the exact same mentality that I went into last week with uh, starting Gedesh over Skamako or, or Welbeck. Mm, mm-hmm. I was like, well, if Gedesh goes off and I don't start him, I'm going to be very upset. But if the <laughs> others do, then meh. Those players are like such perfect inversions of one another. Like you've got um, Traore, who's completely dependent on take-ons, and you've got Welbeck, who probably needs a goal or an assist because he's not very ghosty. So right. that's a that's good. that's a very like flip a coin type of decision. But he's been, if la- yeah, he's been I was just gonna say, ghost point front. yeah, if, if last week was any indication, um, the Zerbi ball looks awesome, and I'm super excited. And I I think that we sufficiently last week talked people into you know keeping or hyping up a little bit Brighton assets, and I just think I, I'm excited to see what happens here. I'm I'm really excited. Agrees. Cool, you guys too. All right, sweet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had been excited about the Zerbi ball before. Um, yeah, people even knew who the Zerbi Andras was. Andras and I were sidebarring and talking a lot of shit about it for the last few weeks. So, all right, excited. All right. See, let's get this going. <clears throat> See what happens with those fullbacks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Anything else on Wolves before we move along? Cool. All right, so here it comes. It's been a while. But okay, but that's the last draw. All right, it is the last straw. So these are players that you are just about to give up on. You haven't quite done it yet, but man, it's real close. They are testing your patience. Um, Toddy, I feel like you've been a little bit quiet. Let's hear from you first. You want to hit us with your last straw players? 
Absolutely. And I'll uh, continue the Wolves um, <laughs> discussions with uh, with Pedro Neto. We don't, I don't think we know um, the extent of the injury, but assuming he doesn't play until the World Cup. Oof. I think I mean, that's definitely correct. It's supposed I to be a pretty bad ankle injury. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be at least a month, so yeah, that would that would put him out until the World Cup. I mean, to be fair, I'm holding. To be fair, um, <laughs> he wasn't. He was close to being on the last row without the injury. Yeah, um, and with the injury, it's just. I think for me, he is a drop, uh, and and here's why: you'll be. Every fan tracks manager will be watching World Cup games, especially looking for um, player EPL players who he can um, think about picking up, dropping, uh, picking up the backup if he goes off injured, whatever. So right. you'll, you'll need the flex during the World Cup, and um, and I just I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure how or when or in what shape Neto is going to come back. That's an interesting point about watching the World Cup. Because we we never stop thinking about fantasy, of course. And so, you're right. All of us will be watching, and if someone goes down, we're going to think who's next up on their club team. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's and, and, and if you're whole, like, I plan to not hold a goalkeeper over the World Cup in any of my teams. Um, just because, just because that just gives me one extra roster spot, oh. and and um, and with the injury, Neto falls to the last or penultimate um, roster spot on on most rosters. Then I I'd rather keep the open spot. So real quickly on Neto, um, expected points per ninety. This is according to our useful draft metrics, which is free to everyone on draftsociety.com. Um, 9.1 expected points per 90. He is currently scoring 7.4 points per 90 and 6.4 points per start. Um, or sorry, ghost points per start. 6.4 ghost points per start. But that's a delta between his expected and his points per 90 of negative 1.7. Um, but, Toddy, usually you look at those players as being, you know, the ones that you want to... You wanna, kind of target because they're underperforming their expected but with the injury you're saying you drop exactly um like that's even even the expected points per 90 of of, of around nine is 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 a difficult one um because obviously you want players to be performing at a better rate um you're, he, he's not. He's not the. I remember drafting him in the first round in the community league super league redraft, uh, which we had two years ago. Um, the setup for the community league was that we had all these divisions, and the division winners went into a, a final eleven game week super league, um, and and we did a redraft, and I. I drafted Neto in the first round, so um, I think I think most of the sentiment comes from his debut season. Mm. 
and and he hasn't looked like that um and as much as as much as uh, Lopetegui if he comes in is a is a big name he hasn't been that good in these last few um he's he's not he's not like like Potter or Deserbi or 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 one of these gets gets your blood blood pumping kind of new managers that that you want to be a part of for me at least right or or get right. your butt pumping you know yeah or your butt pumping yeah i've heard it i've heard it both ways yeah <laughs> <laughs> i this is the first time i'm hearing that but I, i'll i'll agree i suppose no yeah i'm i'm with you any other what what do, what are you guys the other two what are your thoughts on netto <laughs> um I'm obviously holding. Um, you have them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I almost yeah. Uh, almost got rid of them. That would have been a, a really poor choice. <laughs> right before well, the, this weekend. The stat oh. everybody wants to hear is that uh, Norberto Neto has merely six fewer points than Pedro Neto. So right. for all of you Neto fans out there. Right. I don't think Neto has been particularly bad. I think the Wolves as a whole have been horrible. Yeah, I, I, mean, agree, with, I, I agree with that you can't, for sure. You can't find one Wolves asset that has, that has done well. Um, so I think new manager, if they start actually playing well, Neto on, on sets and getting a semblance of his, his old form back, I think he's he's due to benefit the, the most. Um so yeah, I mean, I get all the arguments about keeping yeah. an open roster spot, but um, if I have uh, someone else to drop for another roster spot, I think um, it's probably worth holding on to Neto. But yeah, it I, I would, I would, I would, I would totally agree with that. Like, if thinking of the scarcity of forwards, typically, um, especially with the Lopetegui news, like you've held him this long through some not great performances you might as well see what happens and it's all about the injury if the injury does turn out to be severe and he is out until after the world cup then that gets pretty tough for sure but i i still don't know that it's going to make that big a difference if you can afford to absorb that roster spot my question is if he were dropped would you be tempted to pick him up Probably the same thing. If, if I'd be looking at my roster, going, you know, we're doing okay. Our our bench is a bunch of players that we're are doing just more than okay. Our punts anyway. You know, if you have punts on your your bench, which a lot of people do, there's some people carrying the. In fact, the, the man we're talking to has Harry Wilson on his bench because I'm looking at his bench right now. <laughs> if if you've got those types of players, everybody should have one of those, right? I Everyone do. needs a little injury <laughs> punt. You want your Harry Wilsons in your. Now Pedro Neto's just in case they uh, they come off the injury. They get some good injury news. Yeah, yeah. For sure. It, come on. Let's come on. Andras, you're talking to me about keeping Fofana. It's like, why would we do that? <laughs> like, I'm just but, saying keep until there is the official news. But you would get rid of Pedro Neto before we have clarity on his injury? Come on. What are we doing no, no, here? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, that's caveated by, by um, his injury being uh, out until the World Cup. That's, didn't that, hear any of those caveats. That's what I started with. He Nor did. do we know that he that's the that. case. Like, it's not guaranteed that it'll be till the World Cup. You're like, what do you? Did you get your MD? Like, did you sleep at a Holiday Inn Express <clears throat> last night? What's going on here? Come on. No, I'm. I subscribe <laughs> to Ben Dinnery's tweets. That's that's like uh like ben the gospel. Is like, he's that's wrong like, like at gospel. least fifty percent of the time because he's listening to the same like 
PR team from these clubs that are all full of shit. I mean, I can't trust these injury news. A lot of times you just got to trust Twitter, which is why I would say for most, like almost everyone in my leagues, um, I would drop Holland at this point, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure he was hurt. They did. He's, he's That's done. I heard broken leg Season at, uh, Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Denmark. So Denmark. Where, where, were they? where were they? They were Niner in there. <laughs> where were they they were in some some crazy country where were I think they? they played that at home i think it was at the etihad it was against copenhagen so yeah okay fine i just just i fl- flipped a coin in my brain they could have been away at least i got the right country that they were playing against fair enough doesn't that count for anything no you're right we we, we have international listeners we cannot be caught saying like you know one of those european countries like that's not that's not our game we can't do that see but you got it right you're good you're good <laughs> All right, Toddy, move us along, please. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll no, we go. We made it to one player. This is going fantastically. Jesus. <laughs> Emmy Buendia. Let's go with let's go with Emmy Buendia. Why? I have him. <laughs> I have really? him right before Forrest. I have I have him I have him in my home league as well. And what are you doing? I'm I'm keeping until Forrest, but that's the last throw. No, that's your that last was... round. Okay. <laughs> no, Toddy, right. that's literally the same exact plan that I have. Whoa, I, if, that's if, eerie. I promise you, like, I was talking to myself before this, and I was no. telling myself, look, I know you want to drop him because there's other players you could pick up right now on the wire, but let's just give him until the next match, and if he doesn't start, that's that's literally it. That's We're done. Was there a mirror involved? No, it's just sort of... A strange kind of inner monologue. Okay. When you're defining last draw, do you is it droppable or is it uh, you're stretched to aggressively pursue a trade? Can we can we go that far? Definitions fluid. Okay, cool. Good, good to know. Because my yeah, for me it's almost yeah, almost droppable. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you can trade right now is probably the perfect last draw. Yeah. Yeah. Like example. If, If you can trade him. Then obviously get some value, but if not, and he's not starting the next game, then he's droppable. I think that's the full full description of at the end of the last row. Yeah, and None weirdly of- in that uh, same kind of what we were talking about with Neto uh, or Harry Wilson category of like not an injury related, but a manager trust situation situ- where can I afford the roster for the upside? And if you can, then sure, but. Eventually, you should probably give up on that too. The amount of um, hate towards Gerard on on Twitter is no, astounding. Yeah, like I I get it, <laughs> I get it, but but um, but he's kind of studied the ship. No, what has he? <laughs> no, he's, he hasn't. He's one what? He's, oh my god. This is Liverpool Kool-Aid in real time right here. <laughs> I can't wait for him to take over Liverpool. No, 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 no. I was, no, I just mean like, it's, it's, I, this is Andrash with his, like, I love Liverpool uh, hat no, no, on no, right no, now. No, 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 no. think can he, do no wrong. I think he should. Best. I think he should 100% have been fired before the international break. Don't get me wrong. It's just they are keeping him on, and there surely is a reason for that. Uh, 
because he's a legend? I don't know what that reason is. It's it's not looking and, great. I mean, they invested a fair amount in him, but that you know that runs out. I assume if they can't uh, do the business against Forrest, his position is very untenable. And Buendia is a good example of a player that they invested a lot in and has been more or less like he's going through the atrophy phase of when you have an incompetent manager and this great player is just sitting there not knowing, not not developing, not progressing in his career, and he's left in the wilderness right now. A lot of calls for him and uh, Cameron Archer as well. Like all the Villa accounts I follow have been like banging the drum for Archer to at him. least get a run out. Yeah, they mm-hmm. love him. Given that they um, can't score, I, I I don't I don't blame them. Watkins has had one goal all season. Yeesh. Yeah, it's kind of wolvesy, isn't it? All the players that you would have expected before the season have not panned out for neither Villa nor Wolves. Yeah, it's been it's been great. <laughs> don't worry though, because we we did cover Willa or Willa. We covered Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a different accent today. Not American, but it's from somewhere else. We're we um, talking about succession all of a sudden. What pronounce my V's as W's. Anyway. <laughs> So we talked about Villa last week um, and as a team, right, in our true or false section. And not to worry because I got lucky enough to face Coutinho this last week uh, in the league where I lost by 0.5. So he obviously dropped 12. So, I mean, yeah, is he, he having I a was, resurgence? I was going to say he, w- he, was, he was decent. Right, so I Dude, don't know why. Everybody I don't, from I don't... that game against a 10-man leads put up points. I think no, it's, that's my it point. was very flattering. I don't see Gerard bringing Buendia back in anytime soon. I think ba- I, Bailey was bad. He played. Yeah, I think he, Bailey will probably be be dropped. But whether it's for Ings or or Buendia is probably yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. All right, so he gets one more game. Yes. All right, I like it. You got a couple more for us, Toddy? Um, Mikel Antonio. Oh, Lord. I think he's on the last straw. (laughs) He's definitely on the last straw. I just don't know what the answer is. (laughs) (laughs) Trade says Kamaka owner. Yeah. It's probably your only option. And what would you accept in return? Back rub. (laughs) <laughs> packet of crisps <laughs> we're about it packet of crisps territory <laughs> ready salted that's what you get for you would probably be looking for a, your own position of need and somebody who has depth at forward or I had that the opposite you would be looking for something you need like a defender or midfielder and looking for a team that could absorb that uh, you know but Skamaka owner probably is is, is it but do you want? Capable. But do you want a West Ham forward handcuff? Yeah, like, I know. It's are you gonna? Right. How are you gonna convince anyone to? He he's, he is cer- he's certifiable as the next like okay somebody's gonna spend ten fab when Skamaka gets hurt type of player because he's lurking but not getting any starts or you're keeping him around for the one out of three or four fixtures that he starts. Wait. Yeah, what, what are, you know, I I have Skamaka, and I was trying to figure out if I would take. He has I would give up anything for Antonio. And... Wait a minute. So he has he has not started two games this season. Okay. Antonio. Yes. Okay. So he's he's not 
out of the wood. So part like, of your dropping of or your last draw is not the um, starts. Not, it's just the performance. Okay, I, yeah, I feel he, you. Like he he is he's cracked ten points twice, both games with um, attacking returns. He he got ten with a goal. Fam- famously, famously worth Mopai eleven. Status. Eleven. Yeah, points. he's very. Mo- I'm looking at this. He's very Mopai-ish. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not it's not his place. I think he has a spot. And and I questioned your uh, you guys as um, sort of confidence on the Skamaka start. It's David Moyes, man. It's yeah. David Moyes. Yeah. Um, so I think he definitely has a spot. I think he's starting unless he gets injured, which he very well can. Um, he definitely has 25 odd starts in him. It's, it's more the performance that, that has, has me on last straw for him or has him on last straw for me. But but now, given the trajectory, given that Skamaka scored and they won, um, it's not only performance; it's also rotation now. I mean, yes, Skamaka yes, it, mm-hmm. keeps it going. It's it, Moyes's whole thing is he he doesn't give you that chance easily, but when he does, if you're playing well, I think he he sticks with you. So that's the that's fair. That's fair. I think I think up until the Skamaka signing, he was nailed on. And up until last week, uh, we could we could say that at least he's playing. And now even that is out of the window. And now he's at best a rotation option who doesn't perform well when playing. So why are we keeping him? All right. So what's your timeline? What's it going to take to... Same as you drop him. Same as Emi Buendia. He only gets the one game. Starts against Fulham. I play him. If he gets under six points, he's You're gone. Dropping. Wow. See the the thing, Toddy, and we've talked about this before, right? The thing to remember with drops like this is, and Genie does this, you know, cold heartedly. He's not afraid to drop a guy who, even if he has name value, but if you drop somebody with name value. We've talked about, there's another podcast that I listen to. It's American NFL fantasy football. But they talk about like dropping players with name value who are underperforming and you think are going to continue to do so as like pulling a pin and dropping a grenade into the the waiver wire, right? And somebody's going to pay probably fab to pick him up and they're going to, it's just going to explode on them. Yeah, he's a good good example. And I think a lot of these like last drop players would be in this category where you can sweeten a trade with them. As a as a there's a they make a nice kicker because somebody will see that name value and then you know maybe it gets your trade over the line that you've been working on because somebody will think oh yeah well if you add Antonio yeah he could be possibly really good and maybe you get you know third round value or something or second round value for a for for him instead of dropping him good lord dropping him to the waiver wire seems a bit ex- extreme for I don't know for Antonio yeah yeah I I think I fall. On that, uh, on that one as well. So Benji and, and um, Benji yeah. and Ryan, how how long would you give him? Toddy's giving him one more game. I think I'd, I'd test the waters now. I'd be shopping. Uh, yeah, I'd be shopping him now. But you, I would need to see him not starting, and you know, having these sub before less than ten point 
performances. How long? How long do you need to? See I know it's right. a, it is a tough one. Yeah. As soon as he doesn't start a match, that's game over. You but you've y- lost all value. So okay, let's do some context here. Imagine you're looking at. Okay, I'll look in. I'll look in our league that we're three of us are in together. And what's available, my friends, for forwards? You ready for this? Is this a high rollers league? I feel I yes, feel like I'm is. being judged because I'm a it teacher. Is. I can't afford to be in a high rollers league. So, <laughs> but here's just, what's currently. I, I'm calm. Can, I'm calmed by Benji. Okay, here we go. Ready? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead and drop. Go ahead and drop Mikhail Antonio for Adam Armstrong. The highest out- output point total forward available on the wire right now. It's disgusting. Yeah, if you're in a 12-team league with active managers, there is nothing. It's, it is scraps. So I don't think you're dropping Antonio to pick up Adam Armstrong. Um, unless uh, unless just, Antonio suddenly playing with one leg. Like, just, just a question there. And um, even then, Benji, I think he would manage who, to get more points over the line than we've picked who, up Adam Armstrong in, in our league together, my friend, and gotten one and two points respectively out of those appearances. That is fair, Benji. <laughs> who has more points, Antonio or Adam Armstrong? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow, this is bad. But, okay, fine. <laughs> but it, you, you are never going to sniff at a difference in Adam Armstrong, whereas at least with Antonio, you know it's possible. So, <laughs> Possibility is something. That's, it. That's, how, that's what gets us all. You're yeah. not going... Okay, ultimately... You're there's never there's not an upside. There's a non-existent upside to Adam Armstrong. So you're not, and you're not going to win a particular game week because of an Armstrong performance. It's just you are fooling yourself. Whereas you can throw Antonio out there when he starts and just hope that he re- finds that form. And part of it, just like we were talking about with these other players, like Neto, it's West Ham has been bad. Like and you have to hope for a turnaround. Hope that Paqueta and Skamaka continue to bet in and then maybe they turn around their fortunes. So yeah, I don't I don't just dropping Antonio business, my goodness. I don't think I could do it. Would you trade Antonio right now for Pat Adam Armstrong? <laughs> for Adam no. Armstrong. For Pat's and Daka. No. Of course. One hundred percent. You would? Yes. What? Daka's available on the waiver wire half the time. He is not. <laughs> So that that means okay, Toddy. I'm assuming every one of these players is going to be a yes for you. But that sounds like you actually roster Antonio and are and are frustrated. So, so Benji, Benji and Ryan, um, would you trade Antonio right now for uh, Anthony Martial? No. Really? It's close for me. I think I probably would. Martial is going to be a starting forward for Man United. But the the question marks are there, and that's why you could maybe get him. Absolutely, I'd I'd snap that that one's clear. That one's close. If if Rashford's really gonna lose his spot, and yeah, maybe is Ronaldo really never gonna start again? What about Adama? No, you would not trade Antonio for Adama. No, I don't believe the Adama hype. Oh, interesting. interesting. Okay. Wow. okay. I have. I'm, I'm. I could be seduced into that one. So for for Traore, um, as I wrote in the Fantrax HQ article, um, he's been tried and given a a real chance, like a proper chance, by Nuno, 
uh, and by Large and by Xavi at Barcelona, and he has not cracked it. For me, that underlines that he's not up to the level needed for a Premier League starter. And there may be a few good starts under Lopetegui, but I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a similar situation. If it was just like one manager uh, and one situation that he was not uh, preferred, then I would be much more confident. Now that we have like historical context of him, him given being given a chance and then losing a spot, I I can't see I can't see um, any and anything big changing there. So so I'd rather drop Antonio if he's not starting against Fulham and pick up somebody else. I mean, I think we're all healthily skeptical um of adama but it's just the potential upside is is worth the the minimal and cheap punt i mean i i I wouldn't spend more than six on him um but i think that's i think that's worthwhile yeah six six given the conditions injury nobody else really firing new manager cheap i mean all the conditions are right for a, a punt but yeah i would not be surprised in the slightest if he doesn't start uh, more than five games for the rest of the season. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Final one. Neil Maupai or Mikel Antonio? Antonio for sure. Yeah. To speak. <laughs> if... <laughs> I prefer uh... to speak. <laughs> Although. Probably Anto- Antonio because Mopai is losing his spot to DCL. Except keep saying that, but I know. Will DCL even like play three I'll, games I'll before getting injured it. again? Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. All right. Well, let's uh let's let's get some other some other last draw candidates here. Uh, Ryan, you got a couple you want to throw our way? Yeah. Um. These are, yeah, this was really uh, emotional putting this together. Um, <laughs> just so much disappointment went into typing these up. Um, Luis I Diaz. I don't have the drop that it, I don't have the it's been emotional drop, unfortunately. But yeah, we need to have. I, I do have that one. <laughs> I love that. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> Um, not exactly apt, but I, I love it hearing it no, in right. any circumstances. Um, Luis Diaz is, uh, he falls into the category of you're getting really, really <laughs> pissed off and frustrated. Um, yeah. but obviously, you know, you're not dropping them or trading them for peanuts. Um, but you're starting to think about how, how you really need him to get firing or an exit plan. <laughs> right. That's I mean, your classic that that's your classic um wait for a huge output and then try to trade, right? Yeah. I mean, I actually thought about doing that and I I think I tried if I my memory serves me correctly. Um that uh I forget that performance when they it might have been against Palace at home when he had uh that worldy in the second half, I think when they went down to like 10 men. And he dropped like 22 or something. Yeah. Because um, I could see the writing on the wall early days that uh, 
he just wasn't uh, performing. Um, that was the second match of the, the season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have been, uh, yeah, in a lot better shape if I would have actually got that deal through. It's a theme of theme of one of my leagues. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm getting very frustrated with him. And then, you know, um, you want him against Brighton, and yeah, doesn't even doesn't even start. I know that I know why because of the uh, international friendlies and all that stuff. But it's still extremely frustrating. And of course, Liverpool have Arsenal and City yeah. upcoming. Yeah. So, I'd, but then they have a I'd really nice mind. schedule after that: West Ham, yeah. Forest, Leeds, um, Tottenham. Which the, t- Ryan's already mentioned the the poorest defense. Um, but but your but words, Arsenal. your words, not mine. And then Southampton, Aston Villa, <laughs> Leicester, Brentford. I mean, it's an insane run. Yeah. But are Arsenal and City bad games for forwards? Good point. Like we're for Sunny, Sunny Jim. <laughs> you cannot help yourself. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's facts. <laughs> and barring a an absurd penalty, I mean, it wouldn't have been good for old Harold. Um. So, yeah. Toddy, to answer your question, actually, yes, City are. Um. According to our fixture difficulty tracker, uh, City are one of the worst for forwards, uh, allowing seven points. Yeah, but I mean, Liverpool forwards. Okay, well, this is this season, not last. You remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I nice still believe, season. and and this this might be my um, Liverpool goggles that that Benji mentioned. But I still sounds like I it. still believe. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Diaz out on a high after he gets a good game. I think he still he he will still end up being the end of first round ish mid second middle of second round ish value player at the end of the season that we predict, predicted him to be um before draft day. You yeah, so you he's a buy low for you then right now? Oh. Yes. Yes. And when it comes to forwards going up against vaunted city they can't all be callum wilson my friends you know they just can't <laughs> and Diaz i actually I think... fits a profile of, of doing well against city given his his pace on the on the break so right right uh yeah and he'll be testing Cancelo, who's not you know the greatest defensive because he'll presumably be on the be on the right with gomez on the left um what okay can i drop a bomb please <laughs> So I, I I agree with Toti's point. I think you can't. You probably couldn't get much. Get what you would need to to move off of Diaz, right? No, okay. and I, I I wouldn't look to yeah. right now. I, but, I, yeah. but I love the the mention for banter because are any of you cowards willing to talk about Trent Alexander Arnold? Like, take out the week against Bournemouth, and this oh, dude is, is averaging four point three points per game. I mean, but this is the part that would make you feel okay. The upcoming fixtures and. I just looked and um, he's right there with uh, Trippier with the KPs and the crosses. So you probably have to be patient, but it's truly been awful and you've already lost significant value in that pick. So it's, it's, you know, it can only get better from here, but man, it's bad. Would I trade? No. Would I trade him out? Absolutely not. I I don't think so. You would never get what you would, what anybody who picked him would never get what they would require to do it. So, and I just told you the upcoming run, it's insane. I mean, there's going to be three to five clean sheets in there. I I would be confident in them doing well. I would not be confident in clean sheets. Okay, fine. I'll go with the three then, not (laughs) the five. VVD and TAA both look like they are just, they looked 
pretty good against Rangers. I know that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Rangers in person, and they're fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, how's that eye test for? Uh, um, oh it wasn't, god, it wasn't they're great. terrible. The old it firm. Wasn't but um, potential. I mean, and and what I did like was. You know, Trent, after the match, when they interviewed him, you know, he he admitted that he's been off the boil. And I, I do think that he he knows that he's been struggling and um, obviously, but it's nice to hear somebody kind of admit that and take that to heart. I think he's really trying to to turn things around. I, I think he knows like where he needs to improve. And uh, I think he has a fire lit under him now. I really do. Yeah, um, I think. For me, virtually every Liverpool player is a buy low. If you expect them to, to, obviously, most people expect them not to be challenging for the title this season. But if you expect them to be in the top four, which I think most people expect them to be, then all of them should be buy low. For me, the only one who is not, who I, who I, would prefer not to get is Darwin Nunes. Mm. I think I think he will have have a difficult um, time settling in now that all all of the forwards are available. I think he will be great against um, big teams. He will be great in in matches that um, that end up being open. Ryan, Ryan, you know this is the setup, right? You know where he's going with this, don't you? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Where, where where am I going? Bobby. Where am I going? <laughs> Bobby, come on! No, no, I mean, don't be coy. Player to be injured to get a start, but go don't on. be coy. Come on, you know you want to mention Bob. Do it. I mean, I mean, I've I've literally um, gone ahead and spent the money that um, we bet with Ryan about Bobby's <laughs> Bobby's fifteen stars this season because that's how sure I am. Um, on on that bet, um, put onto those receipts. And yes, and and yes, um, and yes. He, I think Bobby will start in games that that the opponent needs, uh, um, or or the opponent is putting up a low block. And um, we've seen it in two instances now this season that he can he can get multiple goals, and he is. Currently, Liverpool's top goal scorer. He's also currently season. forward number six on the season. Exactly, one above Mohamed Salah. So he, so he does not need any help from me. Hyping he just up. needs help from every other forward getting injuries. <laughs> That's it. Sure, sure. So here's the thing, though, with uh, Darwin. There were like, did you guys hear these like rumblings this week? I don't know who reported this or if it was uh, reputable at all, but apparently there's been rumblings that like some of the backroom staff at Liverpool are wondering if they made a huge mistake with with Darwin. Like they, they're not they're not loving his um, they're not loving his training. They're not loving like his his drive, like the level of his motivation. Um, and then obviously that's all contributing to the fact that he's not finishing i mean he's getting all these chances but he's just not doing it that has to be from coming from the sun or the daily mail it could be it, but it's just it's just reeks of something could, that, could you see it being true no uh, and not be no, and not not because it's starring Nunes. it's because 
Liverpool have been so bang on about their um, recruitment lately that uh, making such a huge mistake would be uncharacteristic. That's fair. Nabi Keita, anyone? <laughs> okay, fine, fine. But but yeah, <laughs> there I, there have been no questions about Nabi Keita's um, commitment. No, that's true. He's he's injury prone, and that's something <laughs> to getting injuries. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, anyway, I, I can't imagine they they didn't do all of the due diligence um, in scouting this guy, but who knows? Yeah. All right, Ryan, you got another one for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember where we where we started. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> that um, whole segment was Luis Diaz. Yeah, yeah. No, I, there we go. Coming All back right. to coming back to Earth here. Um, Nico Williams is the other one. Oh, but let me throw in uh, Harvey Elliott while we're on the, the Liverpool subject. I I wasn't huge on him. Uh, oh, that's to a begin drop. with, and I think yeah, I I dropped him a while ago. But um, I think I'd see a fair amount of folks uh, holding on to him. Um, but yeah, now that Tiago's back, I would, I would definitely drop him. Um, Nico Williams yeah. is my my other one. Ghosts out of his mind of yeah. one game, notwithstanding. Um, I mean, I was watching the the uh, Forest Leicester game um, on Monday, and uh, I was coming coming back from work, and uh, I was, as you guys know, I I started him despite being up uh, three points in in one league just just for the hell oh. of it. And uh, I saw that uh, they had conceded, I think, three goals, and he got a yellow. And so I'm just, like, bracing for the worst, at least, like, minus six. And he was at, like, two and a half. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. So, like, he can obviously ghost very well. Um, just needs a, a manager that can structure a defense in which they don't concede four games, four goals a game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm holding for now. But it's, I think- it's getting frustrating. Um, this this reminds me, and and it's good that Benji is here as well for this. This reminds me of our conversation two years ago, was it, um, on Nelson Samedo? Oh, um, when he came in, and obviously we're all over him, and and he started well, but then then his ghosts were still decent. But Wolves just had a streak of conceding one, conceding two, whatever, never getting a clean sheet, and and it and it ended up with him being um, like a five point per game defender, always hoping, and and his ghost points were like eight or something like that, um, and it, and they were never Neko, Nico's level though. No, no, never, never this good, and and that's why Williams is a bit closer. And and I actually had had him in in the league that we were in together with Benji, and I and I dropped him, and he was, I think it was you, wasn't it you, Benji, that you were all over me for dropping? I him? I was, I was really, really surprised by that. Yeah, I think you won the league that year. I think that was the year that you won the league. I, I, I did, I did win. That so maybe you, that, you know, d- despite what I would have stuff. thought, you know, knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Williams is is a much much more difficult situation because he's he's absolutely ghosting out of his mind. Okay, um, one second here. I'm sorting. I'm sorting some stats. Um, so this I think can link into kind of like a larger conversation about some of these players, these defenders especially, 
who are conceding a lot of goals and somehow still have reasonable points per game. So when you look at goals against outfielders, right, and you sort it by that stat, Johnny Evans and James Justin are leading the pack with 22. You then have Scott McKenna and Nico at 21 and 20. Then you have Castagne at 19. Okay, so starting with Castagne, you're looking at four points per game. James Justin, four points per game. Johnny Evans, terrible, under one. Scott McKenna, 1.2, something like that. Nico Williams conceding 20 goals, 6.19 points per game. And when you look at him compared to all the other guys around him there, conceding that many goals, I mean, there's value there. Exactly, but that's that's what I'm saying. The purist or the or the thinker in me would love to to get him and would love to hold on to him. But at the end of the day, he's bringing you six points per game. Yeah. So you are you dropping him, Toddy? No, I I think he's <laughs> no no no. I think he's Long he's decent. Up. Yeah. He's he's decently like he's he's perfectly positioned for the last draw. Yeah. If I think you you have to hold him with the hope that Cooper gets sacked and there is a defensive-minded coach coming in who sorts out the defense and you can hope for less goals considered and more clean sheets because otherwise He's not gonna get enough ghosts. No one could. If anyone could, it's it it would be him. Yeah. But no one could get enough You're ghosts right. to to make him valuable for your fantasy team. The other thing, Ryan, are you at all worried about the fact that he was brought off at forty five and now potentially might be replaced Aurier? by the legend, Serge Aurier? I'm, I'm worried about me picking up Serge Aurier. That's the oh, only thing I'm worried about. Oh no! Oh no! Worried about compounding this problem. <laughs> so the coveted Nottingham Forest right back, right back handcuff. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, eight points a week amongst them. Um, yeah, Toddy mentioned that nobody could ghost enough to to do well with these goals conceded, but Serge Aurier. You were the chosen one. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to restore balance to this, uh, to the force and to the the force defense. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm also worried about um, further down the road if they do get a defensive coach. That um, yeah, the the defense might uh, improve, but they would shackle Nico or or drop him out completely, in which he wouldn't be able to to ghost anyway. So you wouldn't even be able to to benefit from. Um, a bit more defensive solidity and in, in forest. So a lot of potential headwinds here, but uh, yeah, I I'm holding and I think you have to at this point. I think we're all holding. That means then unless Benji, I haven't heard from you really. Do you, do you have a, a counterpoint? Are you going to be for Nico Williams? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the same situation for a lot holding. of these other players we've talked about. Yeah. Hold on to him. Love the player Ryan, too much. Ryan, if you see him benched against Villa, that's an immediate drop, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask me when it happens. Uh, well, I'll ask you game because decision. what's going to happen is you're going to immediately pick up Aurier, and I just know that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 
100%. So when you say ask you, I'll just I'll send you a text or, or a DM and just say, so you dropped Nico for Oria then, right? And you'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah and I'll screenshot it for you. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, Benji, you got a couple of uh, last draw candidates for us? I do, yeah. Did we lose Toti? Where, where did he go? Is he gone? No, um, I don't know. We did. We did. Uh, hopefully he can refresh himself and come back on. Not oh, like good. refresh himself personally or hygiene-wise, just like his re- internet connection. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a few of these players that are <laughs> highly rostered, and then you just kind of go, I, they're like in streaming territory, or uh, they've shown you who they are in the past, and it's not great. I'll start with like uh, Brian Umbumo, who we successfully traded uh, in our league, thank goodness. He's 92% rostered, but he's doing exactly what he did last year, which is if he doesn't score a goal, the ghosting's not particularly great. He gets a lot of four to six pointers. Um, I would say that uh, Jamie Vardy, 89% rostered, clearly not the same player. Um, You know, it's you can't playing the sort of high pace uh, forward roll off the shoulder runs, et cetera, that he does. You know that's going to happen, and I think this is the year that it's happening. He's definitely lost a step. Daka's lurking, so maybe the Antonio for Daka trade that I made fun of, I should have uh, reconsidered. <laughs> um, Ruben Neves, I have in my other league, in my community league team. He's 96% rostered, but pff, without the free kicks, he's like, he's a streamer at best. I mean, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, those are a few. I think the uh, I'm also like looking at the Rodrigo Bamford situation and thinking a couple duds in a row for Rodrigo. I don't know. I I don't. Ah. I have not watched. I haven't watched Leeds closely, so that might not be fair. But I, I feel like he he just got back from injury. I'm willing to. I'm definitely. I have him in the league, and I'm not. I'm not even close to dropping him yet. I'm. I, I'm worried a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. But I'm I'm holding. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I probably had uh, our boy Bruno. Uh, when your ADP is ten, and which you one? Look, oh, you're talking about F. yeah. Sorry, good good point. Um, Got it. The, the the worst of the two Brunos, <laughs> and you have uh, uh, you look absolutely shit, and yeah. you're a you're a rich man's Jorginho Jorginho at this point. Um, Oof. He's tied on points with a poor man's Bruno, aka McAllister, who was 147 ADP. That's not what you want out of your uh, first round draft pick. So don't love Bruno at all. And I was, I was coming around. I thought that, you know, when Ten Hag had kind of righted the ship, but clearly, you know, I, yeah, city's completely dominant, et cetera, but it's still not right. And I think everybody who's not a United fan can tell it's still not right. Uh, or you still can't count on like a lot of production. So, um, yeah, that's the players that I, I had here. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, that's an interesting conversation to have though um around bruno because certainly want to talk draft day value it's not even close he's not you know he's not living up to it but even just like generally holding him at this point it's it's uh tenuous at best well and if yeah if you have any uh the fortune that uh, or misfortune depending on your perspective of the league that we're in there's a bunch of united fans and they'll give you basically anything apparently if you have a united player so try to find your united fans in your league and and uh dump bruno on them so maybe you can get some decent value, get a, get a second rounder out of it. Thing about Bruno is like he low key did this last year too, and I know that because I rostered him at the that's, time. That's, and that's true. Yeah, and like it wasn't talked about often, and maybe we should have talked about it more. But you know he he would disappear for entire matches, 
and then come up with a 30, 32 pointer or whatever. Um, and so it was like, oh, well, you know, obviously this guy's elite, but you know, how is that different from the Mount conversation that we would previously have about him being a flat yeah. track bully? Of course that's changed now cause he's just terrible. But, um, aside from that, like, <laughs> but yeah, Bruno's Bruno does this. He, he will disappear for, for matches at a time. The, the worrying thing that you alluded to, Benji, is that now he appears to be playing a more sort of like, what, like defensive role even? Not defensive quite, but maybe more as like a six. But it's more withdrawn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's that, that partnership with, with Ericsson that they both seem to be coming much further back to, to bring the ball forward. And um, it's just not clicking an attack, period. So, And, I, you know, you mentioned um, Mount, and I, I did think maybe it's redundant to say Mount and Havertz is like last drop. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're both firmly in that category still, if you haven't moved off of them. We've talked about them ad nauseum here. Enough, yeah. yeah. Both, of, both of you guys still have them? I, I picked Havertz back up, yes. <laughs> I still have Mount, yeah. <laughs> That's all we have to say on that topic. I don't uh-huh. want to get into it. <laughs> yep. Just leave it. Leave it. I really don't. Um, real quick on Bruno. Um, <laughs> also very worrying that uh, he doesn't even take penalties when Ronaldo is not on the pitch. I mean, right. Martial took the penalty um, just from sheer force of will, it looked like. Uh, against City, and I don't know if that was just because Martial was uh, being selfish and then just took it, um, and Bruno just couldn't be arsed. But he put his stamp on that game, though, Martial. Yeah, it's very worrying. I, I wonder. He if drew. He, he drew the pen, though, that. right? Is that right? Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah, it was Cancelo that that, that tackled him. Yeah. Yeah, but but he I man, mean, yeah. he, that was like one of the best looking pens I've seen in years. That was that was a great penalty. Yeah, smashed. So. Yeah, very um, interesting times for for Bruno. Then he's no longer a poor man's, uh, you know, McAllister or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't get the pens, uh, Benji, run us through your other ones real quick. Uh, I had Vardy, I had Mbumo, and I had. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on Jack Nevesh. Harrison. Yeah, and Ruben Nevesh. I okay. disagree with Nevesh though. Oh wow! It's okay, only, let's hear it. Only only the last two weeks have to been convinced bad. me to keep him. Only the last two weeks have been bad. Um, the, earlier, he was actually ghosting um, fairly well. I think he had like a, a 13 spot without any uh, returns. Um, and yeah, yeah his, his, first, his first manager is, is, uh, is coming back. And I would at least wait to see how okay. he does uh, under that. I think he's earned enough. See, I like it. This, think, this is where this becomes therapeutic. I had, he also had a 12.5 in game with coin. That's a good shout. So maybe exactly. I'll hold on. To I would have dropped him long ago. I was surprised <laughs> when I when I started uh, looking closely into into Nevis. He's actually had some decent performances. He's been one of the few that's actually ghosted uh, for Wolves, and so with the managerial change, I'd give him a I'd give him a shot. I mean, I I think he's still probably a mid three four at, at best, but um, yeah, yeah. Given the wire, it's it's tough to find even that. That's that's good. Yeah, that's good shit, Mister Ghost Point Maestro. I mean, I'll I'll take that advice because I mean I can't hold the two point five against West Ham against him either when he's playing at center back for kind of love. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. All right, which is these, so idiotic, these... by the way. Do we do we want to talk about third moment? Connor Cody, <laughs> let, let him go because we're going to play. He can't play in a in a, a back four. <laughs> then what is he doing? Pretty competently for Everton. Didn't have Turks, a, didn't have Turks playing, to pair him with. Playing in a back four. Yeah, I have notes on uh, Tarkowski that I'll save for later. But yeah, 
they could use a center back right now is what I'm trying to say. It's pretty wild. The, the levels of incompetence at all levels at Wolves right now. 100%. Although I do I do rate the fact that they that they let him go um, purposefully on a cheap um, just because of the, the service he'd given to the club um, and he wanted to, to go to Everton. But yeah. Right. yeah, the whole falling out to begin with was really stupid. Yeah. And I blame that squarely on Lodge. It reeked of uh, of Dinier type situation. Yeah, indeed. Just yeah, personality struggle. All right, rate rate these three for me. Rest of season, who would you rather have? Partey, Onana, Neves. Neves. No, what's the ranking? One, two, three. Oh, you said who would you rather? Um, I said ra- rank these for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Neves, and then I think that's really close between Partey and Onana. If today I would say Onana, just because he's shown a bit more um, than than Partey, this the NLD notwithstanding. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely monitoring Partey the next few weeks to see if he keeps a semblance of this up. Because um, yeah, this has been the lone lone decent performance uh, all season, so it might be an aberration. I mean, they're playing against Spurs again. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else on that? I think I would agree with that, except for I would trust Partey more because we've seen it and they we've seen more evidence. And despite the injury problem, which is a big caveat, yeah. And and ever, at least at least Arsenal score goals. I mean, Everton, e. Mm-hmm. This is true, Toddy. Um, I would I would want the one that has a decent matchup. Oh, just in the given week, so yeah, they're all yeah, streamers yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know, I know that Nevesh has been scoring really well, um, and I can see him being rostered, and I can see the reason why all three might be rostered in a twelve-team league. I just don't really rate these kind of players. Like, give me a, give me a Harvey Elliott every day instead of these guys and then i can drop him and i might be might only be able to pick up like a a, a tyrone mings and i'm okay with that okay so you'd rather chase the upside yes yes that makes sense all right beautiful okay boys well um we're gonna i mean we're nearing the end so let's uh let's have our final conversation which is uh game week 10 of course um, so what I want to do is just kind of maybe like give us your maybe three streamers for the week. Um, and then if there's any little quick comments that we want to make on those, great. Uh, but I want to also give people some people, some players they might want to consider benching this week, which is a scarier thought, but, uh, we don't talk about that often. And I think matchups play into that quite a bit. So let's give people an idea for some players that might want to actually go ahead and, and bench as well as our streamers. So let's, let's tackle streamers first. Let's go three that um, potentially you might want to stream this week. Does anybody want to kick it off, Benji? Sure. I actually, I put Partey in here because if I'm looking at what's available for midfielders, defenders, even forwards, it's so scrappy in our league, certainly, that see what he does. I mean, uh, Liverpool have not been amazing. So let's see if he's up to following this the NLD with another big outing. Uh, another couple of midfielders I had on there was uh, Jacob Ramsey, still only 58% rostered. They're at Forest. Steve Cooper's last stand, proverbial last stand. Uh, and then uh, maybe Janelt, 
Um, if you just need that safe floor of six to eight points. Yeah. I like it. A few people I've got. I got more, but we'll stop there. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Toddy? Um, I have... Uh... I've lost the dock, so if you, can, <laughs> if, if you can move on to Ryan, and I'll be back in a... All right, sounds great. Ryan, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't skip a beat. Um, no, no, not at all. It's perfect. Seamless. I have uh, I have clusters of, uh, of players to start with. Um, first cluster is uh, Jordan Ayew and uh, uh, Jeffrey Schlupp. Um, good matchup at home versus Leeds. IU had a good assist, and uh, I rate him as one of the the better forward streamers. Um, and if he doesn't get a go, then um, Schlupp is always fairly solid, um, especially in, in good matchups. So one of those two, um, I think, is a is a good pick this week. Um, for Villa, IU continues I th- to prove us wrong, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> certainly does. My, uh, <laughs> it's it's so funny because. Um, the streamer I have and the player I marked out to bench, my opponent in my other league dropped the one that I, I'm advising to bench for the streamer. Oh, uh, so beautiful! Yeah, that just happened like two minutes ago. So good, <laughs> good stuff. Um, Solid. Yeah. Um, I have the three for for Villa. Ashley Young ghosted out of his mind again. That was against ten man um, leads. So take it with a grain of salt but forest um same with david louise and david louise douglas louise um <laughs> there we are <laughs> can't get my every time i see voot uh face the new leicester defender i can't get douglas um david louise out of out of my head he looks that exactly like him that um, makes sense. <laughs> yeah he does danny ings obviously we all hate him for his goal dependence but uh could get a run out um in ahead of uh leon bailey uh, on Monday versus Forest, and he might bag a brace. That would be the probably the only matchup in which he could do that. Um, and then Mikalinko, I think, had a had a good ghosting outing this past game week, and uh, and uh, they have United at home, which is interesting. I mean, it's 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 weird. The dynamic has changed so much in which Everton defense. You're not that worried. They've conceded the fewest goals in the league. I think it's seven. So. Yeah, I, th- I I don't mind him against uh against United. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. If I could add to the Palace shout for IU, which I totally agree with, he's such a safe. He's like the um like why would you have Mbumo if you can constantly stream IU? Exactly. Mm. I'd say that Oates and Edwards another. He's a widely available, but he he's a little more goal dependent. But he he's he's also worth a shout. Yeah, he's he's much more goal dependent, but. Last year he wasn't, which is why it's so frustrating. So, I mean, maybe he'll get he'll get back to his ways. You know, um, we talked last week about Palace's run upcoming, which is just a dream. Uh, so certainly, I think any Palace attackers you know need to be need to be rostered for this this upcoming run, just to just to see what happens because I think they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Zaha, oh my gosh, mouth watering. I um I wanted to segue um all this Crystal Palace talk into a question okay. uh, wi- without looking at the table how where do you guys think Crystal Palace are in the Premier League table 15th 
I have no idea. That's this is the that's funny. I've been doing poorly. A lot I have of draws. No clue. Ba- very badly. I cheated. They are seventeenth. Wow. And yeah. and it's so strange because we have been on like a Crystal Palace love parade all season. Um, uh, uh, like I I'm writing the waiver articles and projections like them from Draft Lad. Um, I they score decently, whatever, and and I and I just had a look in in prep for for the pod. I had a look at the table and I was like, "What? They've won one game all season." Obviously, but also they had Arsenal the City worst. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, they had the worst run out of everyone. So we we kind of did expect them to be at this point and at this point in the season, but still, um, how screwed our uh, understanding or our perception of the game is by fantasy is is strange because I <laughs> wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged them to be seventeenth. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, I think by the time I found my notes, you guys said all the guys uh, I wanted to mention. Um, I wanted to shout out any surprise starters from West Ham. Okay. Um, so like Ben Rama or Fornals um, and William, who obviously missed the game last weekend. So some people might have dropped him um, or forgot that he was great in his first start. So um. Yeah. Him. Yeah. For now, is surprisingly only eighty percent rostered. I would not have expected that. You say eighty. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. So okay. Can I follow that up with? I've got this little list of midfielders <laughs> that who never are roster not rostered very much, despite being killing it this year. So number twelve overall midfielder, our friend Granite Shaka. Is it sure. seventy? Thank you. Oh, he's only seventy nine percent rostered right now. Yeah, Thank he you. should be. Yeah, he sh- he should be picked up everywhere. J- Joe Willock, number sixteen overall midfielder, fifty six percent. Alexi Wobi, number nineteen overall, sixty three percent. That's that's criminal. Matthias yeah. Jensen is still only at seventy percent, despite being number twenty overall. Miguel Almiron, sixty two percent rostered. He's twenty one overall. Mark Roca. It's like he's a little deeper down the table. He's like 39th overall, but he's only 38% rostered. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree with the Michalinko shout. He's the number 18 overall defender, and he's only 50% rostered. And oh, he's wow. averaged. He's uh, had at least one KP in six of his eight starts. And Everton have been pretty solid defensively. They have a couple clean sheets. So Michalinko seems like a pretty good pickup for, for teams out there. Interesting. I love that. Um, they have United, Tottenham, Newcastle, Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Burnmouth, Wolves, and then I'll stop at City. <laughs> <laughs> nice little run. Yeah, it's not bad though. Yeah. Um, can I say something about Ben Mee and James Tarkowski? <laughs> sure, please. <laughs> Despite not being they used at Burnley, to be they're on the same team. They're they're doing very uh, Burnley Sean Dyche things for the new clubs. Both of them are top five de- uh, defenders and doing all the aerials you'd expect, but. Ben Mee's only 65% owned, and he's the number five overall defender? That is nuts. I would not have expected he's, that. He's in, uh, I wrote up uh, Ghost Point Hunters this morning, and he's he's featured in there. But if you look at his if you look at his scores, um, and I've, yes. I've deemed this condition Sissoko-itis, 
named after Musa Sissoko for Watford last season in which he dropped three one week, next week 12. Yeah. Three, 12, three, 12. So he's, he's on again, off again. He's very boomer bust, and it's not really uh, that correlated with clean sheets. It's it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, but yeah. He's when he's when he goes off, it's it's tasty. Oh, I was going to compare him to uh, Firmino because he's got two twenty-point matches, mm. and then he's his his points per game are sort of dining off of those two. Still yeah, if he did that though for like two years, yeah. <laughs> I do believe he's number he's second overall in aerials to um Mitrovic. So No, but you're right. I mean oh, nice. say what you will about his points or whatever. Like for those twenty point games, you have to he he's gotta be rostered. Like he should be at ninety. He should be at a hundred. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he's no he's number two and uh Ivan Tony's number three. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. for for aerials. He's still doing the aerial thing. Who's who's the second uh best defender for aerials? Uh, uh, second best defender. It's VVD. Oh, okay. is it really? VVD, Still? Zuma, Tarkowski are right in a cluster at 24 and 25. Man, Zuma hasn't done much else, though. Really quick, speaking of Palace, before we get to the players that you guys want to bench this week. Um, so we, we were talking about, about Crystal Palace, and obviously you've got Wilfred Zaha, who's 26th overall. How far down do you have to go until you get to the second Palace player, and who is it? I'm sorry, repeat that? So, overall fantasy points. Yeah. Wilfred Zaha's 26 overall. Mm -hmm. How far down do I have to go to get to the second Palace player, and who is it? I want to say Anderson. It is Anderson. Yeah. Maybe like 20 points? Overall ranking? Oh, I I thought you meant the points difference. Around 50th. 73. Um, wow. Yeah. Mm. So Palace, I mean, when you think about their attacking assets, Eze, Olise, like really, really Spread underperforming. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really failing to deliver on, on draft day value, unfortunately. Um, But if you look at your rankings, hopefully they're going to turn it around because people still believe in them. I mean, the fixtures are yeah. incredibly great. So the next six for for Palace are Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton, West Ham. It's, it's delicious. Murderous row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we can we can tuck Palace in at this point. We can leave them <laughs> leave them be for a while. <laughs> Because um, as Toddy said, we've probably talked about them too much considering the fact that they're not actually that great. Um, but it's fine. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about some players to bench this this week. And um, hopefully, you know, you guys have keyed in on some some players that maybe potentially we wouldn't like, immediately think to bench. But, um, in, you know, players that are on the cusp, right? Or, or players that we normally depend on that are, are going to be ones this week that... Uh, it actually might be wiser to to sit them for maybe some streamers that we just mentioned. But let's uh, let's talk through those. Toddy, do you want to kick us off? Do you have your list this time? Um, yes, I want to. I want your homework. Yes, <laughs> I want to bench um, Arsenal and Liverpool defenders. Oh, I want to bench Spurs defenders. It's that's not a big <laughs> whatever. Um, and 
I wanna bench anyone, anyone um, not named um, Anthony Rashford, Martial, or Bruno for Man United. I'm United. <laughs> when when you mentioned Liverpool defenders, are you also including? Fullbacks, whether it's Rabo or Simikas, I don't think Rabo will be quite back yet, but he might. Yes, I would. Uh, I mean, and Trent, you you are the start your studs guy, yeah. so I'm I'm probably not benching Trent in all honesty, but I'm I'm benching Simikas or Matip or uh, whoever starts next to VVD and seriously thinking about benching BVD. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I like it. That's going to be a little bit uh, a little bit controversial because those are set and forget guys. Well, Arsenal are good. They're very so. good. They are. Yeah. I, I want to say... Yeah. Can you, <laughs> can you say that a little louder? Into, can no, you let's, let's not give Ryan a chance to speak here. Go ahead. Can you lean into the microphone, please? <laughs> um so let's game this out this is why i probably uh, punted on this homework assignment a little bit because i'm more systems approach to things like bench or sit not specific players much it's like matchup etc use your draft society uh resources etc but if you have vvd (laughs) who are you going to get cute with and start over him you're going to stream somebody like look at the best available defenders right now let's say let's look in our league um, I see Eric Dyer. I see Connor Cody against Manchester United. Am I going to start them over VVD? Would you start Mikalenko over VVD? Not available in our league. But would well, you he's start, available in most. Would yeah, you true. start Nathan Ake if he starts? Would you start him ahead of VVD? I, I just I wouldn't. I mean, I'm definitely a starter studs guy because if <laughs> VVD if if if. Liverpool finally get their shit together and maybe he scores a goal off of a header. Like you're going to feel like a complete moron. It's like, <laughs> I started coach a catch up, you know, I was like, well, I guess you wouldn't do that because they're playing city, but you know, it's like, <laughs> no, you don't, please don't you're start getting, catch up. <laughs> you're getting really cute when you like, we streamed uh Rasmus Christensen last week and it was fine. He did. Okay. at seven points or whatever, but like, and they're playing crystal. Palace. It's a decent matchup, but you know, was it 12? Oh yeah. It right. Was. Clean sheet. My bad. But I, I still don't think you're going to... It feels like you're getting really cute, and it's like, for what what reason? Like, it's so risky. Yeah. Well, yeah. the reason is the past nine weeks and <laughs> Arsenal's uh, ability to score. It's, it's weird because I've... In five years, I haven't felt good about any Arsenal game against Liverpool. <laughs> it's just been destroyed. Um but if we were ever going to beat you guys yeah. soundly, yeah. Okay. it would okay. be, it would be right. this. Here we it go. Just means it's going to end in tears. I would not bench Samikas or or um, Trent. I would think about VVD, um, but yeah, unless I have a really good streamer, I'd, I'd probably start him too. Like, the, to ironically, be fair, the, best, is... the, the best available defender to stream in our league right now is Ben White. Who's mm-hmm. on? Who's on? Which is ironic. I realize 
who's on and uh, it's next is uh, Gabriel. They're both on 58 and 57 points respectively. VVD's on 59. You're, again, you're kind of getting cute with it. And we know that historically the upside is with VVD. No, but I mean, you just made Toddy's point. I mean, if they're pretty similarly, you know, class with with points, and you're bench, you're definitely benching Ben White and Gabriel Magalhaes. Then inherently, you would probably bench VVD, his name notwithstanding. Yeah. What I mean a, is, would you pick? Would you stream? The whole point is streaming somebody instead of VVD. Yeah, but would you? You're stream? not going to stream. But you probably have some decent depth at defender, so not a lot necessarily of well, that's streaming. The, the, that's a good point, Ryan. But I think a lot of teams don't. I I definitely yeah. don't don't tend to keep extra crap on oh, my you, bench yeah, def- yeah. defensively. So, but I mean, if you got the wire, you could have picked up Ashley uh, Ashley Young, someone like that. Who, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Who I would have, who I would start over VVD. I think he'll score more points this week. Oh, interesting. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna pivot pivot to an Villa defender, but Ryan beat me to it. There we go. I am with you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm like. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to be roster construction that kills any um, getting cute with it uh, situation because you're not going to drop any of the Liverpool defenders. There's I've seen I've seen people not drop um, Konate in the last three weeks uh, because he's come, he's on his way back. So obviously you're not going to drop Timikas or Matip or, or the other two, obviously. Um, so if you have the spot to stream, I'd look at that. If you don't, that and it's a late game, so you, you will have the flexibility of, of deciding there. But, but an Ashley Young there or even a Luke Shaw, maybe. Maybe. Oof. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's more risky, yeah. than than Cashley, who is who is money in the bank against Nottingham Forest. What about um, these? Are going to be? You're probably going to say no to both of these, but just just in case people are wondering, VVD or Zuma versus Fulham. Uh, Mitrovic less Fulham. Mitrovic yeah. less Fulham. Yeah. It's so Mitrovic not being there means they're less likely to score a goal. However, it also means less aerials for yeah. Zuma. I was thinking the same. Yeah. Does it offset? And Mitrovic at seventy. He's listed at seventy five percent. It's not a guarantee that he's out for what that's worth. So, hmm. Probably VV. Yeah, it's a close one. That's a good one. <laughs> VV. Ugh. Yeah. All right, yeah, like like it. So the logic goes that that VVD is not not gonna crack ten if they're conceding a goal, which they most likely are. Right. So it's, it's it's not even a game where he will go swell. Like it, it's it's yeah, not. We don't put in many crosses or anything. No, you like don't. That. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, not anymore. Anyway. Yeah, it's so, very interesting. What about um, the last two weeks? This player has scored. Hold on, uh, last two game weeks, I should say, fourteen point seven five and twelve and a half. I'm speaking, of course, of Sven Botman versus Brentford. Hmm. That I would I would do. 
Yeah, I like that. Newcastle have been really solid defensively. I got big Dan Byrne, and yeah, I'm definitely starting him. And you would start him over VVD if you had the choice? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, Toddy. That is contra. I like it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Something for pe- managers to chew on, certainly. Oh, that's that's solid. Did you have any other ones, Toddy? No, no. That's, that's it. I'll let the other guys. Okay. All right, Benji, you want to kick us off with your uh, players to bench? I uh, punted on the homework assignment because I, oh, yeah. um, I'm a bad person. Um, <laughs> my, my last two notes in my entire thing were about Shea Adams having a quietly great... Um, He's number 10 overall forward, which is shocking. Did anybody pick up on that? That's nuts to me. You were stepping on all of my ghost point like article ones, man. It's fine. I have Willick. I have Ben <laughs> Me. I have Jay Adams. Man, it's nuts. Which is, so, I guess, the way to find good ghost point uh, performers is to search for poorly rostered but uh, overperforming yeah. players because that's where all the values lies. And it's crazy. Or just and, uh, check out who plays against me on a weekly basis because <laughs> he was he was also in the team that beat me by 0.5. We drafted him, dropped him because he was not playing and then was poor. And it's like, man, I wish I still had him. We could use a forward <laughs> right now. All right. No worries, friend. It's your birthday. We'll let you off the hook. Ryan, Thank you, sir. close us out. Toddy literally took all of mine, save <laughs> one. Um, Tyrone Mings. Good good matchup versus Forrest, you would think, but he got six and a half in a clean sheet performance against Leeds last week. So in the off chance that Forrest score a goal, I'm, I'm not liking uh, Tyrone Mings. Mm. I, yeah, that's a good call. I like that. All right. Ashley Young, though. All day. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. <laughs> People should go check then. But you're going to be on the hook. You realize that. I know, and I hate I hate him, too. <laughs> but, I mean, he ghosted out of his mind last week, so I can't. And he put in a shift the previous uh, time, too. So, hey, man. Can't right. hold grudges. You're right. All right, boys. Well, Benji, thanks for joining us on your birthday, man. We, we really yeah, appreciate happy birthday, it. Dude. Yeah, yeah, happy thanks. birthday. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Absolutely. And Ryan, thanks thanks for um, arranging last week's matchup for Benji's birthday. That was not that was wow. very nice of you. Oh boy. There he goes. Yeah, no, it was you guys got a you guys got my best. Neto gets injured, Diaz doesn't start. Yeah, I mean you guys are savants. There it is. Yeah. You didn't do that just for Benji's birthday. I did. I held yeah, off on that trade is. for, for okay. the birthday, but <laughs> couldn't have predicted everything else. Amazing. Much, much appreciated. All right. Let's close her down. This has been the KPC community. You're amazing. Thanks for listening. As always, uh, hit us up on Twitter. If you have questions, go ahead and start a conversation. Add us. We will retweet. Let's get some thoughts from the community on your start sit conundrums. Um, yeah. Open it up. Open up a dialogue and we're here for it. We'll even get some gifts. We'll throw some gifts in there as well because that's what we do. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to everyone soon. Um, thanks for listening. Again, Benji, happy birthday. Enjoy your dinner. Uh, Toddy Ryan, you guys are the best. We'll talk to everyone soon. Cheers. KPC out.